Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are we doing, gents? We okay? Very well, you? Yes. Good. Evening. Evening. We got all good. Very nice. How are you? Very nice. You're very nice. Are you all good? Yeah, very nice. I'm really nice, thanks. <laughs> That's like when you ask a, it's like when you ask a foreigner if they're all right and their English isn't quite there. I'm very nice. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, all good, mate, all good. What's happening? Still a bit tired from that walk Friday. From the big walk, from the big Kilimanjaro training. Yep, still a bit tired, but uh, we, we managed to get through it. Got through, oh, you just, a lot of us, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. It's a different. It's just a different. It's just a different type of crack in it, fitness wise, and that. Yeah, it's uh, a bit naughty. Yeah, well, it was a tough one. Have you got all the gear now? The boots? Nah, still just trainers. Pat, pat, pat lunch or a rucksack? No, I, I, took, I took. I took a foot asylum bag the other day. You know, one of them that you get your trainers in with that like rope thing. Yeah. To be honest, me sat my pat lunch didn't make it past uh, Sheffield train station. I got trained from Doncaster to Sheffield, 15 minutes, and then uh, had my pat lunch at, at train station. It was laying a bit heavy on my stomach after up that big hill to start, well, I'll be honest with you. As far as bubble snacks go, Crossley had one of the best selections I've ever seen. Yeah. Homemade scotch egg, multiple. Two-pound pot growler. Yeah. Big, massive pot pie. Growler? Or a reg? Do they have a boiled egg in there? Or a gala? I'm not sure. What? No, a pork growl is a pork pie. The Scotch egg's got the egg in. You want a gala pork pie? Combine the two. <laughs> I've never seen one of them. Oh, you must have done. Pork <laughs> pie with a, with a boiled egg in the middle. Perfectly no, sliced. I've never seen oh. that. I feel, like, I feel like I have seen, seen it. Bit of mustard. Oof. Oh, no, I've got a Branston or brown sauce on my pork growl. I say, here's one for you. Obviously, it's a football football related show. Related, loosely. Yeah, very loosely. Phil Foden, right? Do you think Pep's doing right by him or not? You know, like just chucking him in now and again and, and not, you know, proper running the team? Since since it's come back, he's played every game, hasn't he? Yeah, he's played, he played the last two, but he was sub again tonight. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, but you think you think he's because any other team in the Premier League is playing every week, isn't it? Maybe not Liverpool, but do you think yeah. he's do you think he's doing well by him bedding him in, or do you think he'd be better just throwing him in for a season? And 
I think because David Silva's leaving, isn't he, or retiring or whatever, I think he's going to replace him, and I think he's just bedded him in, like you said, to be his replacement. You think, do, you think he's doing well by him then? You think he's, he's doing it the yeah. right way, Pep? Steady, steady. I'm not questioning Pep. I'm just saying that at any other club, maybe not Liverpool, but any other club in the Premier League is is it is playing every week, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. You, I could give the opinion, but it's Pep, in it? He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's, he's done all right. He's done all right in his managerial yeah. career, hasn't he? So far, so good. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so just, I just thought I'd a little football mm. question in there, like, just to... Very sensible topic. I'm a little bit taken aback. Mm. Yeah. Jimmy Walker, part two. That's yeah. why you're being sensible. Because let's be I'll, honest, you got a bit silly towards the end, didn't you, John? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put my apologies in now for that, lads. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realise that I was as slurry as what I were in that second half of that. <laughs> we're a weekender, uh, weren't it? A weekend podcast. Well, we're Friday, Friday. 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 Podcasts. Friday. You know, you, you know, you've got the weekend off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, sure, we've read the last fourteen weeks off, haven't we? As good as number one, believe yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to listening to it because I can't really fuck all about it. <laughs> Do you know what? We were talking before we came on about organising a trip down south to Essex or wherever, but we need to get on for a part three. We didn't even we didn't even speak about his coaching days. No, we didn't even touch the sides. Of the amount of stories at Tottenham as well. You know, considering he only had one season there, and then he went... His whole career, West Ham, Walsall. I know we've got a lot of Walsall, but and then so much. I know all the big dogs. You want to hear about it, don't you? Yeah, I bet he was a, I bet he was a smooth bugger on a night out. I bet he was a smooth bugger. Yeah. Oh, I. Uh, County fans aren't happy. Oh dear me! It's uh, our Twitter feed's gone absolutely ballistic, hasn't it? There was, there was a bit of negativity thrown towards us, which I mean, the, the wording in the tweet was "what a guy." Even though he's been very negative towards Notts County, but it's just like, what a guy, you know, like just the, his character. Yeah. You know, it's not, we're not, we're not, we're, I'm nothing against Notts County, I don't think. think no, nah, me neither. Me neither. Me neither. In fact, I think I my first hat trick at Notts County, I think. Because say, there were six minutes there that we weren't talking about John. <laughs> you know, just, just popped we into the head then. Back, you know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't either. He's just like, oh, no one's going to check, are they? No one's going to check the stats. Got me for stat trick if that's counting. We could have said, I think T- Telford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he said it. So, you know, I don't think he gives I don't think he gives a toss what they think, but obviously they're not our views, are they? We, we, we love everybody. Oh, lads, who knows when's are back? Who knows when's league? Yes. Get in there. Get in. Pleased to know. I've been waiting for this. I've been I've been doing my research uh, unsuccessfully, but I've been doing my research. I think uh, I think I'm half I've half a chance this year this time round. They've been waiting for the football to get going again, and then John is going to be a happy man. We're ready to go with the leagues. We're ready to go. I did miss the football when we went into lockdown and stuff, but I missed the crack on the uh, the Who Knows Wins. I missed yeah. the, league, the league crack. So we're back up and but running. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Exactly. exactly. You sometimes take things for granted. Yeah. And you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah, I'll tell you what we take it, I'll tell you what we've took for granted for a long time, hairdressers. Yes. And now we realise what an important pillars of the community that they really are. Tell us about that. Why do you? Missed out on that one. Missed out on that one. But uh, yeah, so the league's back Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. We're going, we're the going back full throttle this week. 
We've got a league yeah. on Wednesday. We're doing the we're doing the commentary for well, if you want to call it commentary. Watching the game live on YouTube, Everton v Leicester. And we've got a nine nine team league. Nine teams league, not nineteen. Yeah, nine teams yeah. league. Yeah, a league, of nine, league. a league of nine. Premier League, Championship, a couple of Italian, a couple of Spanish. Looking forward to getting that back up and running. So if you've if you've been starved of your your little accumulators and what have you, so be a good one because it, all the games will be settled while we're while we're doing the live. So we'll yeah, you know, we're we're on at half past five, ready for the six o'clock kickoff, and. In that time, the league will start and finish. We'll know who takes the bottle. It's a poor man's soccer Saturday, basically. Yeah, we're a poor man's soccer Saturday, yeah. Shit <laughs> show yeah. Wednesday. Shit <laughs> <laughs> show Wednesday. That's what we should but, but do you ever hear fucking Jeff telling pissed, eh? No, we never <laughs> see him pissed, do we? <laughs> and then we've got another league for the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Ten teams for that one, so we'll get these pots back up again. If... No, anybody who didn't take part last time, I was going to do download the Uno's Wins app. You pick your uh, your winners from the ten games or the nine games, depending which league, and uh, everybody trips the fiver in. Whoever comes top gets seventy percent, second twenty percent, third ten percent. Yes, of the pot. So it's better than we're all just chucking in the pot and taking taking the share of the winnings rather than fighting against the bookies. It goes every every pot every pot is won. What did, what's yeah. been our biggest pot so far? I think somebody's won about sixteen hundred quid, didn't they, mm. for winning it? I think the biggest was it three, three, seven, three thousand seven hundred, three thousand seven hundred. I think that I think that might have been split between. I think maybe I think six might have won six hundred and fifty on that one. Yeah, for the five. Yeah, it what? It's going to get a bit feisty in the YouTube comments, isn't it? Oh, no, right. a couple of faces waiting on a result. But I'm, I'm, not a bet, I'm not at a betting ages as well, so my com- confidence is up now. You know when you forget. Your confidence yeah. is up. Yeah, you know you forget about you've you've lost you've you've lost, you've not won a few leagues. So you're starting afresh. Fresh. It's like when you buy a lottery ticket for the first time in ages and you're convinced you're going to win. My sir, to be fair, you were you were probably the best out of us three for the last two or three leagues. Well, but never always the bridesmaid. Never quite took home the check. I just pick the names. Pick the names. Zip dip do. Zip do as well, lads. For um, obviously. I've, I'm getting right into the the Volganite. There would be a virtual non-league challenge cup in the last few weeks, and I've been on the hunt for votes for a team called Wallington, who my mate is a player and assistant manager for. And they had the smallest following in the cup. I think I can't remember that they hardly get anybody at the games. They're a small town in in Northumberland village, and they somehow made the final. So thanks to thanks to everybody that voted. Um, not only made the final, mate. Not only made the final. The lads have come on with a cup. Yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, the, 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 they've all got keys to the city in in Wallington. How <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, names they are now, the lads. Keep a minute into team at tournament. <laughs> 1,500 teams entered this non-league competition. Wallet and just entered it for a bit of fun, and it was a bit of fun. So was it like there, just voting, and whoever got the most votes gets through to the next round, and you just yeah. get all your supporters to vote, right? Yeah. Well, in the in the semi final, there was a team from Liverpool, and Jamie Carragher jumped on jumped on board with them, right. and they got they got thousands of votes in the semi. So we were up against it, but then the the under the cosh faithful came uh, came to the fore. Unbelievable. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks everybody for voting for. 
for those Wellington lads. Yeah, we have to go up for a watch a game. Tell yeah, him in half for dinner. Put him in half for dinner on till him. Tell him to get some tickets sold. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, now pubs, now pubs are back up and running. If anybody wants me to come and do an after dinner, uh, please do get in touch. You're available. Yeah. Available for selection. We had, I had plenty cancelled. Uh, it was a bit like take me out. You know, we go so don't forget them rearranged and get some more in so if anybody wants an afternoon speaking night make some money for your club and get plenty of rails bought over the bar just get in touch your book's still Ooh. out isn't it John? the book's still out yeah the book's still out it's, yeah. on, sale. Uh, it's on it says on my CV will travel so anywhere in the country yeah going to push any aftershave Chris while we're at it no nah, that's, that's that's I'm back on that Move on. <laughs> that, that ship, that ship sailed now. That ship sailed. That ship sunk. Should uh, we get Jimmy of, on? Sunken of, sunken of, smell of Ted Ford. <laughs> uh, let's get Jimmy on. I don't know if we were just on break last time when we mentioned it, but did, did you fully embrace the, the Essex lifestyle arriving from Mansfield for 10 years? I'm going to be honest, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I was in Birmingham with Walsall and, and Nottingham and Mansfield and there were some great nights out, but Essex was like another level. I always remember the first time I came down in a pre-season, I was trying to be really good so I wanted to get in the team, obviously, and I wanted to crack on so I was I was proper focused and it took about three weeks of pre-season <clears throat> and I remember we just signed Teddy signs Sheridan signed um, and he come in and he ended up sitting next to me in the change room and what I mean an unbelievable guy what a guy and his words were, when we got there went that time we had a little bonding session then innit I went well, if fucking Teddy's asking me what can I say I can't <laughs> say fucking no can so I thought and he went Thursday night we had no game at the weekends we'd done his games we was pre- and he says, well, just have a Thursday night. And I'm thinking, all right, I can get away with Thursdays, a couple of pints, I'll be sweet, still stay focused, nothing can be open that much. Oh, my God. <laughs> we went into 195 that I mentioned earlier, and like, we had a few pints before it. I mean, there was a great set of lads. There was such a good set of lads there. You know, we had a mix of, like, me and Teddy, a bit older, uh, Carl Fletcher in there, Chaddy joined us, you had Anton Fernand, Elliot Ward, so you had the young lads as well. It was brilliant. It was great. And we all got together and it was magic. But went up to one night and I'm like, normally in Birmingham, I could get away with queuing sometimes, but normally I'd have to fucking queue if it was a big one. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't give it, get the Google out and say, fucking, do you know who I am? I couldn't give it out. It used to be the PFA cards back in the day. Remember that? You had the PFA card or Dean Saunders from Villa you got in. But apart from that, you was Brilliant. Teddy's not a bad wingman, is he? Oh, Jesus. He was up there, put it that way. He was one of my best. He was one of my best. He was very good. <laughs> well, we went in and we went, and this I walked up to 195, and this queue was enormous on a Thursday night. I must have been 200 people in the queue minimum, and I'm thinking, We ain't getting in here. There's 20 odd, we mob handed here. There's about 25 lads, 
Like the queue's enormous, both sides, the VIP bit and the main one. Bloody hell, it's Thursday night. What's going on here? And as we got in, gone to the front, Teddy, how you doing? And, and the guy who owned it, Scott, was a massive West Ham fan. So we just had the run of it. It was amazing. And he opened the rope, looking in you come, 25 years, looking, took a few friends out the queue as well, new friends. Fancy coming? Anything above, anything above, anything above a nine? Yeah, you can come. Not, not your mate, you can. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. I went in there, I think I ended up staying there, going in there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday that week. <laughs> So my focus shifted. <laughs> that was brilliant. It, it was brilliant. It was a great time. Teddy had been here then. Teddy must have been 30... Well, we had... He had 6, his... 37, nah, he? He had his 40th that season. And oh, I, know, I know it because we played that little run we had at the end. We had, oh, I ain't going to give... I can't give too much away. <laughs> but, I mean, we got promoted, so it probably can. But we, um, we played... But that was the Wigan game. Wigan game on the Saturday was Teddy's 40th. So we, and we had Burnley away on the Tuesday. So we were staying up in Manchester after the Wigan game. So the win was even better. Do you know what I mean? I played, so it was even better. So we ended up staying up there and we went out for Teddy's birthday on the Saturday. And he scored the winner on Turf Moor on the Tuesday after about 48 hours on the piss <laughs> for his 40th birthday. So it was, it was obviously low key, wasn't it? Because he weren't meant to be out. Is that right? Well, Pons was, was all right on the Saturday. He said, Go and we went out, had a meal, and he said, no, do what you like, Saturday, it's fine. Have a bond. Just don't get into any trouble. Pons was good like that, to be fair. He knew if he starts having curfews and stuff, people break it. It causes you fucking problems, doesn't it? So you either do or you don't. And he, this time yeah. he said, look, great win. Get yourselves out. Have a good night. We'll have a recovery session Sunday. And we'll train Monday and we'll go and beat them Tuesday. That's how it ended up. Although we did have a few more on a Sunday without him knowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, we, we've lost, we've lost over by water. Yeah, he came to Cardiff on uh, for a, a six-week tour once, and my big memory of Bywater is we'd be sat on the coach and I was sat next to him, right, and it it literally just go and for audio, and he just literally put his shirt up like that and just. <laughs> and he'd blow his nose on the inside of his fucking shirt, right? Yeah. And then just pull his shirt back down. Oh, uh, what the fuck are you doing? He went, nah. oh, I'm going to blow my nose. So he got obviously all this on the inside of his T-shirt, going to a, going to a game or on a Friday. I mean, I roomed with Stevie for a year during this time. And let, what can we say? He's a special man. <laughs> There's not many like him. Honestly, he, he was yeah. and he was the perfect man to come on in that pressure situation uh, in the final with a minute to go. Because I don't think it would register with him. He'd just go yeah. and deal with it. <laughs> what he's like. But he, oh, I've, got some, I've got so many stories of him. I've got one. I've got to save it from my book, though, because it's too long. And if I'm going to get lawsuits, I need to get paid first so I can pay them off. It's not the one, it's not the one we, I mean, he, he was having a, he tells us on the bus one, he said, he having a do with next door neighbour. <laughs> I know this one though. I'm going to do with next door neighbour for whatever reason. Boundary walls on his, boundary walls on his, something his like property that. next door. So, something like that. He paid about seven grand for a crane to lift a, caravan into his back garden <laughs> and just put 
Like sellotape blow up dolls and dildos all over this. Fucking... I think it was graffiti. I remember it making the press. Yeah, I think it did, didn't it? They were, trying to, sell, they were trying to sell their house next door. And they went, nah, fuck you. And it, just a, a caravan, like, you know, the old, like, old ones, like little old caravans. And it got fucking dildos and all that. So whenever everybody does come to look at property next door, and it, it cost me a fortune, man. Jim, did you yeah. buy, you know, did you buy into the um, the whole goalkeepers' union thing? You know? No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think it has to be. There has to be a certain camaraderie because you you you're vying for the same position, so you should hate each other. You should want each other to do badly, really. But if you work like that, then it. Do you know what I mean? It never works. It just, it'll just never work. So, in all my years in football, it's always been a real good... I've never wanted a goalkeeper to be playing and have a bad time. And that's totally honest. Deep down, surely, though. You, you, no, 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 no. no honestly, <laughs> never. never. Don't get me wrong, if they did and they chuck one in, you'd be, you'd be off thinking, fucking shame. Oh, well, I might get a game next week. But you, <laughs> never, <laughs> you never wanted him to before and there's no way you'd train leading up to it like you would, do you know what I mean? If I saw it in any of my goalies now, they'd be, I'd have serious words. If someone's playing, the rest have to be 100% behind them because when you get your turn, you'd expect the same from them and, you'd, and I'd, I'd expect the same from them. As a goalie, you've, you like to say you've got two or three, possibly two, three sometimes, fighting for that one position and you're with each other so often. It's a real, it's strange in a way because anyone who's not been in that position don't ever quite understand it. And I think that's why you say goal is union because I think it has to be. And do you know what? For me as well, some of the goalies have got fucking some good banter, man. <laughs> <laughs> some are, some are, you're yeah. either, you've either got I'm great banter, a, a madman, or you're a bit wired not right. There's, yeah. no, there's no other way. It's just... But, I mean, there's not, but there's not many that... I, there's not, I think you are a different breed. I mean, I'm... I'm Quite good pal with Chris Kirkland, and he seems too sensible to a goalkeeper. Yeah, but you've got you've got that type, Chris. You got Green is very much like that, Rob Green. And then you've got on the other on the other side of the scale, you've got Bywater. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, listen. If you can get him on, get him on. I'd be, he'd be, I've got one story. We went to we went to Greece uh, for pre-season. The first night we got there, we got there and trained. And we went and had a little look round. Uh, we was in the middle of Athens, to be fair. It was, a br- it was a brilliant place. Lively. Right on the main drag. Loads of bars and that. So we said, we'll just have a little walk. It's <laughs> that famous, famous last words, isn't it? So we ended up getting a bit okay, too carried away. Yeah, yeah, getting a bit too carried away. By waters, he can't drink anyway. He is the worst drink I've ever met. So he got a few in and he's, once he, and he's the strongest man in the world as well when he's had a beer. <laughs> so he's all leery. You're trying to control him. So it all went a bit wonky anyway, long story short. We ended up getting back to the hotel about fucking two, three in the morning. Pars didn't know anything about it, to be fair, because it was even late. He, must, he really thought he was all in bed. It was that fucking late. So we got there. We had a game the next day against, I think it was, I think it was PAOK. Fucking good side. So we ended up, we ended up training in the morning and playing against. So it's still pre-season. We played the night. Oh, it was a really good game, to be honest. I think, I think we got a one. I can't remember the score. Might have been one-one. It was a real close game. Their fans took to us a little bit as well because it was such a good game. We played great football, <laughs> so we played again that night. We've been steady that night. Um, we've gone to training in the morning, and outside the hotel there's a big newsstand, and like everyone goes past. It was a fucking lively place. 
And we had a translator with us all the time to help us and all that. So he's gone in. Pause could see. Pause. We all come out there and we're looking at the newsstand. It's got all the all the papers are like action from the game from the night before. So you've got a West, load of action pictures on the back, loads of writing and all that. And Pards is like that. Ah. So the translator going, oh, what are they saying? And the translator's like, I'm in a bit of a stutter up and all that. And we're looking at him going, is he telling the truth? Like, Pards. And he's gone around, he's gone, uh, he's gone, no, no, just saying like, in it, breath of the fresh air for an English team to be playing great football. And, you know, the fans were great. And, um, and what a good game it was. And re- everyone really enjoyed it and all that. Went on for a bit too long. And we go, all right. Got the train anyway. We pulled the translator after. We've gone, monkeys. What, what? What? That didn't really say that, did it? He went. He went, mate. I couldn't tell him what he fucking said. <laughs> he go. He's gone on it going. And the track. They knew we was out from two. And it's got a looking in the headlines going. How can English players do this? They're out till fucking two o'clock the night before, spraying the champagne in the fucking whatever bar it was. <laughs> and they're doing this. They're doing that. And they fucking play a game like that after that. How can English <laughs> players do it? <laughs> he's done you a favour there that translator oh, he, did us a, he did us a massive favour <laughs> so we're like I, mean, I think we give him a couple of euros and well done son well done. <laughs> going back to your injury man how long did that keep you out then bear in mind your first crack of the Premier League uh, d- you know what Brownie like, I know a joke about that but that was that was a real tough time that was that was a hard time that was like so imagine I've waited all this time to get to the Prem done everything I can to get there. My knee's fucking gone. Summer, I've had no summer because I've had rehab. I've had the operation. The lads are back in training. And, I'm, and West Ham at the time, Chad Relief, weren't a great training ground. I'm in this dingy fucking gym. And it's got balls on the windows and that. It felt like a jail. I was in jail. I was being punished for something. And I'm watching the lads preparing for, to play in the Prem. And I'm going, and the more it went on, I'm going, fucking hell, well, that should be me sort of thing. I'm in here. And I was quite, why the fuck am I in here and not out there? what have I sort and it was like a poor woe is me and all that time really um, and there was no really any light at the end of the tunnel. it took me nine months to get fit for three months I was probably focused and then I remember watching a game at Upton Park and we beat Villa uh, and we signed Roy Carroll at the time as well and Roy did great Roy was a great goalie great lad as well that's another story I've, I've heard about Roy I've, I've, oh, heard, Roy. I've heard stories about Roy Roy was brilliant mate what a guy honestly so much time for him but probably we weren't a good mix together if I'm being honest <laughs> we probably liked going out a bit too much so did most of the lads though as well but. and I remember they played Villa and they beat them 4-1 and it was an amazing game atmosphere was incredible and I'm sat in the and I've been focused after me up for two or three months and I'm sat in the bar up top and I've got all the girls looking after me and all that who worked up there who was brilliant as well uh, in all the boxes and I'm watching the game and, and, and I remember like thinking and, like my head's proper went a little bit I'm going that should be Roy, Roy had a great game nothing against him I was pleased for him but like, I'm thinking I've done all that it fucking should be me out there and I remember having a glass of red and that and I always loved the booze anyway and I had a couple more and then a couple more and then that just started really and the physios at the time had changed so I weren't getting the treatment I needed it was it looked like I weren't going to ever get fit again to be honest uh, and it was one of them I probably had four months where I was fucking I was very I, I, I went out too much. I was fucking not taking care of myself. I was in a, I was in sort of, a, I was in a real bad place at that time. Did you always make it in for work though? It, do you know what, John? It would have been better if I was structured like that. But because I was out for so long, the physios had just came in and I, they sort of not, what's the word? It's harsh on them. Cause I was, I was really hard to manage at that time when we had gone. 
and like I'd missed, I was late for work, I wouldn't come in. I'd, I'd go in, but I'd be late and I'd go, well, what the fuck am I? And he'd end up around. You go, what time did you call this? I'd go, well, if I'd have got here fucking half an hour earlier, what the fuck would you have done for me? You've done nothing for the last fucking month. Like, well, yeah. well, so I'd end up around and like, and in the end, they, I think they just wanted me fucking not to, not to row with them sort of thing and out of the way, which then made me fucking 10 times worse because I had, I had no sign of getting back to fitness. I'm fucking feeling sorry as fuck for myself and I've got no structure. Yeah. Which, you know, as a footballer, that's probably one of the things that keeps us on the fucking straight and narrow anyway over the time. It's hard. I know lads struggle when they retire because they don't have no structure. They don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. They're not told to do this. They're not told to do that. It left you on your own. You fucking know. You, it's easy so to go off think, it. Do you think you, if you'd have had a, a, a physiotherapy team would have said, right, if you're not in at fucking nine o'clock tomorrow, mate, you find a week, that would have been, um, been better for you. <laughs> But it was, do you know what? It's a real, probably a harsh one for them. It would have been better for me, but because I was still good banter around the lads, Pards wanted to keep me in them. Do you know what I mean? So mm. he was happy with me in them because normally you'd, you'd take someone who's long term and take them off and do you know what I mean? And make sure they're in it early or later. But I sort of had not more free room. Yeah, I'd have, they couldn't really tell me what to do. I said, fuck off, basically. And Pards really didn't say anything. Pods would say, just come in with the lads, have a bit of bounce and all that. And Pods ended up taking me to La Manga on a pre-season about September, October, uh, international break. But we didn't have many internationals and I think Koncheski played. So he was the only one went and we all watched him in the bar. And I mean, Bywater again was fucking outstanding on that trip. <laughs> but there's another story. <laughs> and Pods took me on that trip for banter alone. I mean, I was nowhere near fit. And I remember coming down the first day. I mean, this is, this is funny. This is how the book probably starts. I don't want to give too much away, but... I actually come down and Pavaz didn't have a clue how far gone I was at this point. He just seen me come in, have bits of banter. The lads love me. But even the lads was like, not turning a little, but like, oh, look at the state of him. I came down on the first day. They all went to bed about two in the morning. I went to bed about six. So I come back down and we all meant to be down nine o'clock for the first of the day. And I meant to be down with the physio. I've come down in my dressing gown. I've had about fucking half an hour's sleep. I've come down and fucking like that. And the physio's like trying to go mental at me in front of the lads. Fucking time, you got it late. You're fine. I'm like, ah. and I just fucking went there. <laughs> I don't give him a fucking Ray Liotta laughing there. Looking back, you think, oh, it's, it's bad. And I was in a bad way, really. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. It's funny when you like you see it. But even the lads, I could feel them starting to turn a little bit. And I thought, fuck it. I went, right. And they all went to training. I'm like, few of them look at him, right? Look at the state of him and all that. So my head's gone even more again now. And I've gone, I've got a crossroads now. Physios want me to go to the gym. I'm still beaming. I'm like, ah. Can't see that happening. So I'm thinking, right, I'm going back to the minibar in my room and I'm thinking, that's, that's not a good slope. I said, tell you what, I'm in my head, I'm off, I've got my shorts on anyway, I've got my robe on, I'm going to the spa, I can sweat it out a little bit. <laughs> and this is gossip. This is how the book starts as well. I'll give you too much away. Like, with that. And I saw, physio said, right, all right, get yourself, in the, get yourself in the gym. I went, yeah, 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 I'm going to the gym. So I've gone straight to the spa and as I've gone in, there's a fucking Hindu about 30 Spanish birds aged between 18 and 28. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Hola. He's <laughs> feeling good as the well. The the, oh, mate, that was unbelievable. The champagne cocktails come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm texting the lads, you better get back from training short, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> so... I mean, but yeah, it was a tough, uh, I think Pards just, he had no idea really about, because like I said, I'd, I probably wouldn't go in until 12 o'clock some days. 
So it's like by that time you can you've recovered a little bit. Do you know what I mean? If I'd been at eight nine, the state of me would have been not great. So not being held to account by anyone. I'm not being held to account. No, and it was only I went to see John Green, who was the physio before, who was an amazing fella, great coach, very straight laced. So he didn't get on with Paws, and that's why Paws got rid of me. Paws just wanted lads around him who who just had banter with him and tell him how good he was. John weren't like that at all. Do you know what I mean? So. John left and he had his own practice and I ended up going to see John. And again, long story short, and it's, it's very, I go a lot more in depth like in the, in the book as I wrote it, but it was, a, it was a real crossroads for me at the time. I could have gone one way or the other around this time. I, would ne- I could have sunk without ever coming back to anything like, never mind a professional athlete again, fucking a human being. So it was like one of those where I went to see John. I, said, I rang him and I said, well, you can't speak to your family really about it. No one really speaks about anything else. The lads think I'm having banter all the time. But it gets to a point where it's not, it's not banter anymore. And I went to see John, like I said. And long story short, he, he, he got us in. And that probably stopped me going out that night. Because he said, I'll see you at nine o'clock in the morning. And I said, all right, brilliant. I'll be there. And like sat there at night. And I thought, I can't go out. I can't go see John steaming. So I stayed in that night. And that was, I went to see him. And he went, what the fuck have you done to yourself? Sort of thing, and he and he just laid down the line there, and then just, the driver saw it. just by looking at you, just by looking at shape, yeah. And you, you look at me, my knee was bigger than my head. So I mean, that's four months in. It should be people get back from six months. I mean, mine was always going to be eight, nine months minimum anyway because of the severity of it. Um, so I knew I had nine months, but he just looked, and I'm four or five months in, maybe six months nearly, and he's looked at the size of my knee, the size of my belly, and that, and gone what the fuck are you doing? Like, you need to make a decision because you, you've you gone one way or the other here. And that was it. And I, I needed that. And so from what, that, really. What, what, would you say that you had a, you had a problem with drink or you had a problem injured? I think it, it was an accumulation, John, really. It was, it was funny because it was always something to do down there. Do you know what I mean? I knew like, a lot of people down there at the time who weren't footballers. So I like knew, and there was there was fantastic lads looked after me, treat, and they wouldn't know how I was feeling in the slightest. They just see me injured, having a good time. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to paint a terrible picture because it was fucking, it was an unbelievable time. <laughs> it was an amazing four or five months. Fucking hell, I just I'd, I'd had the I'd had the save. I'd had, had the season. We got promoted. Everyone wanted to say hello. Everyone wanted to speak to you. Everyone wanted to pat you on the back. Still, everyone wanted to ask how the knee is and all that. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But in my head, I'm going, I can't see me playing again. And I think that was the end. That was the main bit of it. Was as much as I'm disguising it with going out and and like I say, when I'm out, it was brilliant. But then when you get back on your own, yeah, it's, it's tough and you go down. So then I either stay indoors and and crack a bottle of red open on my own and get even more depressed, or I ring someone and say, "What are you doing? Fancy fucking like that?" And then it started from, "Oh, we'll have a golf this afternoon." To ah, fuck the golf, we're just going to have half a lager at the King Willie, and it, it escalate and then it escalate and it escalate. And, it comes to a real crossroads where, fortunately, I made the right decision. The, the, the escapism's going out. You get yeah, it was. It was. I couldn't, I, had no escape. I couldn't play football. I had no sign of playing football. And I know, you know what football's like. If you're not, that's soon going to go. The pats on the back are soon going to go if you don't come back anytime soon. You might have one or two years at that. And then, oh, that's that guy I used to play for West Ham. And it could have been for kids. Look at the size of him now or something. You know what I mean? It could be anything. So... I wanted to get back playing more than anything, but I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it with me. He was in no fit state, so I went out the other side. And the only way I could be with the lads as well, I couldn't be with them on the pitch. 
and I love the lads. Don't, don't, I could be with them on a night out. I'm fucking main man on the night out again with them. Can't do it on a pitch. They've got the escape. They'll, they'll have a night out, but then they'll go and focus on the next game. I, I didn't have that. And it was tough. And it, it took me a while. And, and again, you, you think about moments. And when I started to turn it round, I remember we played Spurs away. And this is the time I sort of said I need to focus. And I actually went hospitality with a few of the lads I know from round and about, not footballers. Uh, and there was, again, great lads. But if I wanted a night out, they was on the end of the phone. They fucking loved going out with me. Yeah, Jim, fucking right. Yeah, they loved going out with me. I just fucking won the playoffs for West Ham, do you know what I mean? Mm. They went to hospitality and went, Jim, yeah, you want to come? I said, brilliant. Yeah, normally I'd fucking, I'd be on it from nine in the morning with them. But they're having the first drinks and all that and I'm trying to bat it off and it was hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm fucking like that. And I watched the game and I still didn't have a drink. And I said, sure. And, but they were as good as gold when I explained it. I said, look, I'm trying to fucking get my head right. I need to get back playing again. Blah. And they were as good as gold after that. But then I watched the game and Anton Ferdinand scored in the last minute to equalise and the fucking atmosphere was incredible and it was brilliant. The West Ham fans again went off and, and it was great and I, and I just thought about it. the first time I see clearly how much I missed playing and from then that, everyone went back inside to the hospitality and I just remember sat at the stop of the stands and the lads were still celebrating and warming down and celebrating with the fans that was when they were out. and I, I just remember sat at the top I didn't go and see anyone didn't say anything just sat at the top of the stand and watched them and I thought you know what that actually mean, I need, that means more to me than, than any of this lot. Not, not per people, like playing-wise, means more to me than anything else in me. And, and that gave me a renewed focus. And I think from that moment, I went, that's it. And I went back to see Johnny Green, long story short, and I was back in the gym with him at six in the morning, every morning. Changed your own life, whole life. Yeah, changed it. I had to change. It was the only way. He, he, I mean, he laid it on the law. He said, it's the only way to do it. You start with me at six in the morning. I'll take you in the morning. You can go into the ground at nine. After that, so I still had my time with the lads. I still had my time with the physios there, although they didn't do loads with me. And then I'd go have lunch with the lads. So I got me fixed with the lads. And then instead of then going out after, I'd go back to Johnny Green and spend another two, three hours with him. And you doing that at your own expense? I do that at my own expense. Yeah, it was, it was something I had to do. I didn't want to tell anyone. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to know. Just get away from it. And, and but, um, I mean, I know I'm going on a little bit now, and that, but the uh, I never sort of. Had that goal setting thing before it and all that, but when I, through John, it was like, right, you need to start setting these dates when you come back, something to focus on, give yourself something to focus. And I did. And at the club, I had no idea who I was gonna, whether I was even gonna get fit or not. Like they just looked at me as fucking no chance. But the more I went, the more I went. It got to like it got to sort of the January window, and Paz, I heard Paz was gonna take someone uh, on loan because to finish the season, there's a bit of backup as well or to play. And I, and I saw, went to see Paz. I went, look, I promise you, I'll be back on this day. And he went, but the fucking physios wrote you off for the season, Jim. You might not ever come back. I need to get someone. I'm like, I went, I promise you. I went, I've never let you down before. I'll give you this date. That'll be my first resi game. That'll be my first training game. That'll be my first resi game. I'll play three resi games and I'm good to play. And unfortunately, it worked out. It worked out really well. It's, 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 mad, it's mad, that, isn't it? I mean, but no matter how you add your life and everything and enjoy the way from football, you still got that, but right, I'm going to get back for that day. The drive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, it's the drive, mate. But, you can have a laugh at a joke, you can have a, a pint with the best of them, but when it comes to it, you love your football you, and you want, to be a, you want to be a footballer. Absolutely. But you needed, you needed, that, you needed that guy to, to literally say, right, fucking sort your shit out. 100% I needed that. 100%. I'd have never done it on my own. Sorry, do you think it could have been very different if it weren't for him? 
Oh, absolutely. I get. I dedicated. I gave him my and the surgeon as well was brilliant, Andy Williams. And to be fair to John, he took me to see Andy again because he wanted to see how fucking bad the knee was because I'd done nothing with it in five six months. And I saw. Yeah, but Jim, you say that, but it was you that stood there and went, "I want to be part of that." Yeah, that, that, that's what. So you you went to you sourced this John Green, the, the physio. It was you that made the decision to to go after yeah. that. Well, I saw all the credit. Absolutely, and I sort of knew. I'm obviously John was there before, and then he left, and it 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 just panned out that I think I'd I'd not spoke to him for months. I mean, he said, "Come and see me anytime. Anything for the knee, come and see me." So, two three months when I started, I was with him doing bits anyway. In that, it's just then when I went by the wayside, I'd not spoke to him for like two three months, probably four months after that, and it was just something in me that said. Who can help me? Like I had to ask. I had to ask for help. There's different ways of helping. You know, people need help for all sorts of things. Unless I, I couldn't go and talk to my family, I couldn't go and talk to the lads and say that. So I think fucking hell. And I think Johnny Green probably the only man I could. And thankfully, I made the call and he agreed to see me. And I dedicated my first prem shirt to him. To be fair, and just put on it like uh, would not have achieved this without you. Thanks for everything. And that was but, and that was true. But you, you had. You could have you could have gone to see him two months earlier, you know, when you were bang on it yeah. and whatever. So it might have held you back a little bit, but as long as you end up getting to the goal where you're wanting to, you yeah, know what I mean? Said before you've got Absolutely. to go through that process before you get there. Yeah, it's almost like you've got to hit the bottom before you're ready to whip your way up and seek the help from whoever the different catalysts. Obviously, you knew him before and you knew that you could speak to him, but you've yeah. got to hit that 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 bottom place before you pick that ball. Um, Absolutely, hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail, exactly what you said. You got to hit the bottom before you can build yourself up. And fortunately, I had someone to help me and then help myself. People have different problems. That was me getting back fitness was my main. I had something to focus on. Do you know what I mean? People have all sorts of addictions, illnesses. They, you know, I, it's easy to say, ask for help. It's really hard to do it, actually. But it's the only way to, it is the only way to help yourself. Is the only way. Jimmy, if I could get serious for a minute, was the many in the hen do above a nine? Well, the ones I ended up with was nine, eight and a half and seven. And then the last <laughs> one was a four. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit rock bottom. We've hit rock fucking bottom. <laughs> that, that, that's when I hit rock, rock bottom. bottom. That was rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And to get back fit and play in the Prem, was was amazing, and then we had the FA Cup final, which was great. Another story. I should have played. I was hoping to play in that. Pause. To be fair, went with Shaka. I understood it as hurt as, hurt as I was. I was in his head for for weeks. I've come back. Everyone wrote me off. I played in the, the Prem games before it. Shaka played in the cup games and a few Prem games. So we mixed up. And I thought I'm. And I'm in Pause's head for three weeks. Going, you need to play me. It's fate. Like fucking everyone's wrote me off. It's a year to the day. The same pitch. The same fucking bit of grass, the same side. Everyone's wrote me off there. I've come back miraculously. It's fate. It's written in the stars, pod. And he's like, ah, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm thinking, I'm in here. I'm, I'm in, in here. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Come on. <laughs> and he pulled me on the Thursday before it. I said, look, I'm going to go with Shaka. And as much, we had a disagreement for about 20 minutes. But it, I mean, it would have been harsh not to play him. He'd been, Shaka had been great. Big Shaka Islop had been great all through. But, and then I just, honestly, I still couldn't help feeling throughout it and still now that I might not save Gerard's shot. I know I said I would so when I'm joking about I just felt that was 
the one moment that would redeem everything. Do you know what I mean? And not being able to make it hurt me. It still hurts now a little bit. Right, so you got to deal with it. But it was that. It was a bit. It was a bit lazy getting down. Shaka was a great goalie, but I think I don't. I don't even think I give the corner away. I, th- <laughs> I think I stick it. I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I stick, it, I stick it and change history. That's all, I don't know. <laughs> West Ham FA Cup winners. It still fucking hurts me now, I ain't gonna lie. But to have the chance of playing that would have just cemented it nice for me. But that wasn't to be. And, and unfortunately, after that, I came back next year and I had to have another... I played for a little bit and I got real good shape. And, but my knee was not quite right. And I could never... I couldn't train a full week and play on a Saturday and then train a full week. And if I'm honest, I was never... Some players can get away with like Paul McGrath, your Ledley Kings, Brad Friedel, don't, don't need to train all week and they can play on a Saturday. I was never that, that good of that bracket to be able to do that at that level. You need, could, you need, you need to train, like... You need to I train. Need to, for me to be... To play at that level week in, week out, I had to be 100% right, training 100% right, living 100% right. And if I... If I could have done that with my knee. I would have done that a million percent. My knee sort after, and I had another six months out with another op, which really hurt. That one hurt, and that sort of cemented where I was in my career after that. I was more, you know, they signed Rob Green after that, who was fantastic. He was amazing, and he did exactly that. He did exactly what I just said. He had, he trained hundred percent, he lived hundred percent, and he was focused hundred percent. And he, you know, he was less talented than some goalies I've worked with. But he gave he gave himself the best opportunity, and he went on and was, was fantastic and played for England. So that's there was my thoughts of what maybe I could have, and that will always be a little bit of a you know in my head maybe what could have, but it just wasn't. So after the second op, I just couldn't reach that level. I was good backup goalie. But at this point, are you thinking I just want to make as much money as I can? I just want to prolong my career as much as I can, and just stay. Well, it's in and around it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know it's yeah. like, I mean, I could still. I could still do a great job. I just couldn't... If you wanted me in for two or three games, I'd be fine. And I was a great number two, sort of knew my role as a number three if I needed to be, but it was one of them. It's, how good is it? To where I've come from and everything I've, I've done to be actually still in the Prem, being around the squad and the team for every game, you know, on the bench, in the squad, I was travelling everywhere still. It's a great thing to be and What a great living. There's nothing better to do. And <laughs> I, I, I changed my mindset to I want to play every week and if I weren't playing I was pissed off at whatever level I played at I changed it to there to alright I'm going to have to I can't do it this level every week do I want to drop down to Div 1 maybe the bottom of the champ not train all week and still do okay or would I rather stay in the Prem and be around it and that's the thing I chose and I thought I could nick the old cup games I could nick you know the old games like that and, and it did come back to me in the end because after two years of doing that I just sort of wanted to play. I was fit and I could, even if I didn't need to train, not in the Prem, but in the Champ, definitely, uh, maybe. Div 1, definitely. So I wanted to go and play. I was like, maybe two, three years left out of here. I thought, you know what, I'll go and play. And, and I was all set to do that. And I ended up doing that. I mean, I, we've not touched on Spurs yet, but I, I was there for a year doing exactly that role, second, third choice. And it was a fantastic year. It was an amazing year. And I could have stayed, Harry asked me to stay doing that and it was a choice there, but if I'm going to have another two years left, I think I'd rather play. Forget the money. Forget. Like, I actually want to go and play. And Walsall got in touch with me then and my mate had took over as manager, Martin O'Connor, and there was desperate trouble and he asked me to come back and I went back. 
I trained on the Tuesday with, uh, I'm rolling the ball out to Modric, who's chopping about five players, popping it out to Bale. Bale's wrapping it into Van der Vaar, who's fucking laying off for Defoe to smash in the top bend. Crouch is fucking coming this way. To Robbie Keane smashing one against me. I'm making a save there. Unbelievable place to play football. I went from that on a Tuesday, signed for Walsall and play, trained there on the, on the next day. I think it was a Thursday, actually. Wednesday at Spurs, Thursday at Walsall with like, no disrespect, Darren Byfields and fucking Sola on a shit heap of a pitch. I thought, what the, f- <laughs> what the fuck have I done? <laughs> what, what was I thinking? <laughs> did you do the sign for Derby before Spurs? I did, yeah, I did. Um, so I knew sort of West Ham was coming to an end. I mean, Zola took over. I mean, obviously, I had curbs before that. And it was, it, it was a fantastic time. It was. It was a great time. I, I knew my role. Yeah, and I love the club. I love being around the lads. I love the, the fans are always brilliant to me. Um, Curbs came in, took over. We had the great escape. So I mean, there was something every year. We had we had the we had the playoffs. We had, obviously had the, I personally had the Lampard penalty save. We had the playoffs in the first season. Then we had the FA Cup final next season, and then we had the great escape, which we was down at at that point. Um, we was eight. Jesus, I think we was like I can't even remember how many points or drift, but we won eight out of the last nine games and Tevez came to the party out of nowhere so it was a brilliant time Zola came in and I was on my way out a little bit I went on I wanted to go and play again and I thought you know what and I spoke with Zola and he said look I'm not seeing you play no offence but I've got Greeny playing um, I can't remember who was underneath at the time he said so do you, if you go and play out on loan because I might if I need you come out I said do you know what it's a great shot. I'll go and play on loan so I went to Colchester actually and had a real Good three months there. Really enjoyed it. Loved playing. That gave me the that gave me the thought of playing again anyway, sort of thing. So that came to an end, an easier end than it would have been to leave West Ham. Do you know what I mean? Zola had not really played under him, weren't going to play. He was a fantastic fella. He couldn't have been any nicer about it. Um and that was it. Just went at separate. We both we both agreed. I didn't try and push it yeah. or anything. And he said, and I wanted to go at that time anyway. Anyway, so I mean I saw I saw Harry Redknapp in the summer at a golf day and I know Harry bits but not loads and, and I spoke to Harry and he said oh, what you what you, what you doing next season and I just said I said oh, do you know what last few years I want to go and play somewhere I've got Colchester I've got a couple of us and maybe Derby like, I'm going to play week in week out it'd be a great way to finish he's like oh yeah no that'd be great and he, and he happened to say what he went uh, he said well it's a shame though you, you've got that sort because desperate for a bit of cover a bit of experience cover I'm like, well, I can be, I can be swayed a little bit here, right? you know? <laughs> and, and, and to be... And Colchester, 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 Darby, what the, who the fuck is Darby? <laughs> so, I mean, like, and, uh, I mean, it was hilarious how it happened because I've been to, I've been Marbella with, with Brownie's mate, Ben Anik, and a few of the other lads who were down there and had a fantastic, and I'd, I'd had a real good summer. And then we went to, I'd come back from Marbella, like, about, a day before this and I had this golf day and I forgot all about it. So I got the call, Jimmy, still coming in? I was like, yeah, 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 no problems. I felt ropey as fuck. So I'm on the water. I'm on the ice water and I'm talking to Harry on the ice water and everyone else is getting steaming around it and Harry's going to me, he's going, yeah, you've always been a good pro, Jim. You've always been a good pro. I am I think you fucked me if you've only seen me for the last four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm on the ice water and he's going, oh, I'd, love, I'd love a bit of experience. Right? I was like, oh, do you know, I've sort of agreed it with Derby but and, or, or culture so I've got to make my mind up and then I feel bad on him really he's gone look don't worry if nothing comes of it I'll have a look still but 
I'd love to take you down there. I was like, oh, fucking hell, let's, let's put a spanner in works. But I thought, I'm back in the same boat. They had Gomez, they had Cudicini, they had Ben uh, Button. It's a good goalies there. And I think you know, I'm going to be third, second, best case, second choice, more third. I thought, I, I actually would prefer to go and play again, to be honest. So I ended up doing, I went to Derby, meet, met Cluffy. And long story short, Cluffy was, I met him before the game. They needed to win a couple to stay up. And we ended up shaking hands on it. It was like a fucking Jerry Maguire moment. Words mm. stronger than oak and all that bollocks. <laughs> I learned a fucking lesson at 38 there. <laughs> but I, and we shook on it and I agreed, to, I agreed the deal. It was not quite as much as West Ham, but it was a good deal. It was better than like Colchester could offer, even though it was a really good deal. So I'm thinking playing on a good screw still, it's the one. If they stay up, happy day. So we shook on it. They won the game. They won the next one and they stayed up. So I spoke to Cluffy. and said, brilliant. He said, yeah, be in touch over the summer. We'll get it all sorted. So I thought, brilliant. So I've gone away for the summer thinking it's fucking signed and sealed, but obviously I haven't put pen to paper or anything. Had the great time seeing Harry at the golf day come back. And it's like pre-season, but I've heard nothing from Cluffy. I'm like, that's a bit strange. And his, his words were, he promised me, he said, look, there'll be you and Stevie Bywater. There's Roy Carroll there as well. And there was Lewis Price. And he said, look, I'm going to get them two out. I said, well, look, do you need to get them out before you get me in? Because I've got other things on the table, if not. And he said, no, fucking words stronger than no, blah, blah, blah. Deal's there. It'll be you and Steve. Even if I can't get the others out, they won't train with us. It'll be used to. I was like, all right, all right, I'll take your word at that. And end up, so anyway, got to middle of, Ju- middle of July. Everyone's back training for a couple of weeks. I'm like, trying to ring Cluffy, texting him, nothing back. What the fuck's going on here? So I end up leaving a message about three weeks in. Said, right, nice. What the fuck's going on, mate? Like, I thought it was done and signed and sealed. I'm coming down the training ground now to fucking, like, to see you. I need to know what's cracking off, like. That's really cool. I should have done it earlier, to be fair. But anyway, I went down the fucking training ground. He, he rang me back then, when I, not threatened to go down the training, but said I was going, I ran back and said, Jim, fucking chairman's killed me. I've got to do, I've got to get them two out before I can get you in. I said, what was, what was the exact words we fucking said? Do you have to get them two out before I come in? No, you're in. Like, Come on, you're fucking killing me. It's three weeks into fucking pre-season. Colchester's deal's well gone. I had two or three others that was on in R and that have all signed people. My fuck's... He said, look, I don't want to stitch her. And he, I mean, Cluffy was all right. It just fucking tr- could have said the truth then. But he's gone... He said, come in, train. And while you're in the building, I'll get a deal done. And we'll force the chairman's hand and all that. So I, at least I thought, all right, fair play. At least he's... So I went in, but I've not trained. So I'm three, four weeks off everyone else, really. So I weren't great shakes. I was all right. Anyway, long story short, Cluffy's ended up offering me like a quarter of the deal that he offered. He said, that's all I can do. The chairman won't go to any more of that. And I said, fucking hell, I can't do it for that. Like, I'm better off going to fucking Walsall. And, so I'm, and I'm thinking, I've got nothing else though. Fucking season's starting. Like, I'm going to have to take his offer. So I'm sat there and I've been in his office. And I was t- funny, I was talking to Jake Livermore, who was on loan from Spurs at the time. It's fucking surreal. And we're watching the big screen in the canteen and fucking Harry's doing his usual fucking winding the window down, speaking to the fucking <laughs> cameras like that. And they've asked him, they've said like, he's winding the window down, and fucking, he's on the screen. He's like, I think the question was like, are you looking to bring anyone else in? So Harry's like, nah, I'm all right now. We've got, we've got, we've probably settled for what we're going to get. No more business. So probably the only thing I'd like to do is maybe couple of experienced ones one experienced right back maybe right side and then maybe an experienced goalkeeper as a bit of cover 
，係咪啊？
is like Bailey, Gareth Bale. We all know fucking how good a player Gareth Bale's turned out to be. Well, Gareth in that point was going on fucking loan to Nottingham Forest while he was at Spurs. And I was having a chat with Bailey in, in the change room. When he said this, I said, no, you're too good for that, mate. Just stay, stay. Harry will see the light. And what it was, he had a jinx. Harry thought he had a jinx. Bailey had a jinx. He played for, and this is what I mean about thinking, overthinking. He thought Bailey had a jinx on him because every time Gareth had played for about, and it was something ridiculous, like 20 games, they'd never won. They'd never won a game when Bailey, Bale had played or come on the pitch. So I, I was on the bench. I was like, I was number two. Because Kudachini, bless him, I fell off his bike. I, I swear my old man didn't run him over, honestly. But he, <laughs> <laughs> he fell off his bike and got had a road accident. And, I mean, fortunately, it was fine because it was a bad one and another fantastic fella. But that sort of slipped me into second, third choice with Ben. And so I was on the bench for, for one of the games with Gomez playing and I was behind Harry and Joe and Clive Allen and Bondi. And we was 2-0 up. I think it was Man City. 2-0 up. And... He's gone and 10 minutes left or something. So they're all in the combo. So I'm right behind so I can hear him going, fucking, I'm definitely not doing Harry's voice, by the way. <laughs> and, it, and he's like, fucking hell, I'm going to get Bailey on. Break the hoodoo. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's going, I'm going to break the hoodoo. I'm going to get Bailey on. And they're all like, yeah, great idea, great idea. We're too long, we're cruising the game. He's brought Gareth on. Within a minute, fucking, they've nearly scored. And, and he's like, ah, fucking hell. And then another minute later, I think they either actually did score or we got away with one massively. I think they scored and made it back to 2 1. And I swear to God, he's like, I've got to take him off. He's got to come off. He's got to come. <laughs> Jeff, get his number ready. He's getting his number ready. Bale is coming back off the pitch. As you guys say, and in the end, I think we go down the other end and score to make it 3, three 1 or 3 0. And he stays on the pitch. And the rest, as they say, is fucking history. Yeah. And, so, and, so, so he would, he would genuinely contemplate taking Bale off he, after being on for three on, minutes. On my life, he was genuinely coming off the pitch. Well, he's not one. Like, Harry in his head's going, Bailey's got hoodoo over him. He's not, and that's a lot of games. 20-something games are something ridiculous. And he's gone, right, I'll break the hoodoo, I'll bring him on. And we was, we was in control of the game. He came on, they hit the post or... I think might score like I said I can't remember the exact score but it was it looked like it was going to score two or three the whole momentum changes like I've got to take him off he's got to come off <laughs> and he was getting his number ready then we scored at the other end and, and we finished the game and, and since I mean brilliant but I think if you ask Harry he'll have a different story though and he might go we'll just wait on the right time to, for him to kick yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> it was an amazing change room. Look at the lads you had in there. With Crouchy, was a fucking comedy genius. You had, I mean, you had Defoe, you had Robbie Keane. You had, I mean, there were some, some unbelievable characters in that changing room. Tom Alderson's, Michael Dawson's, great lads. It was a brilliant changing room, brilliant changing room. But they're on the, on the, as soon as they, I always say like a top, a top player has got that switch as well. So they can probably not coast through training. They've got to be at a level 
and they've got to live to a certain level. But as soon as they need to switch it on, they can switch it on. And that was the time, like, two days before a game, you could see him go, it had changed. The whole mood had changed. Saturday, Sunday, Monday was, was what I knew with everyone. It'd be, we'd go out and you'd have a night and you'd like, Tuesday, Wednesday, they'd be getting back into it and, and easing the self through training. As soon as you got to Thursday, you could actually visibly see a game face. It was like a game face. That's the only way I can explain it. And they, really? game face come on and they was, they was, they was blinkered. And, and Harry was great with Joe Jordan at doing uh, the analysis side of things. And that was on a Thursday morning. Then they tailored the training to it and, you could just see a whole different side. They'd be great crack still, and they'd be, they'd be great lads. But you could just see a different side to them. You just knew when it was game, when it was game day. Just a reminder from Ben as well at Cow Gills. Chaps, obviously, one of our listeners. Sensational offer. Yeah. It's, in fact, it's the best offer that we've ever given on this podcast. Free advice for all under the cost listeners. Uh, as we mentioned before, it's been a tough time for a lot of business owners at the minute with what's been going on, COVID-19. And Ben, one of our listeners, is offering free business advice for anybody who might be unsure or, or struggling at what to do with the staff, and litigation and, and whatnot. And superb, superb from Ben. It's one of the, um, even, if you, even if you think your business is okay and you, you think you've got a structure of, of a way out of it, just pick up the phone and double check. Just yeah. get some, hear a different voice. Get a different opinion and go from there. As it, obviously, I'm a businessman as well, so oh, I'll yeah. be doing it. I bet you wish. I bet you wish that you'd have fun, I bet you wish you'd have fun when you were on your aftershave. It could be an all different. Could be an all different ball game now, could it? <laughs> I'm a failed <laughs> businessman. <laughs> I'm a failed businessman. <laughs> Should have given better ring. Well, Ben's a little bit short. <laughs> The only thing is, mate, is went tits up before COVID. <laughs> Where were you when there wasn't a pandemic, Ben? <laughs> well, Ben's a listener of the show and is an accountant who specialises in working with distressed businesses. And he's been in touch to offer under the cost listeners free advice. So if you're a company owner or director who's interested in understanding more about the restructuring options available, then all you have to do is email him ben.cowgill at c-o-w-g-i-l-l at cowgills.co.uk and he'll be in touch and hopefully it can help you out. So it's ben.cowgill at cowgills.co.uk. Yeah, don't bury your head in the sand. Worrying about it. Take some proactive steps and address the problem. Zero cost. And there's no harm in seeing if we can help, is there? Not at all, man. Not at all. Failed businessman. Failed businessman's got me. How did you get on with Pavlichenko? I love Pav. Pav was great. Pav, Pav. Well, I, when I was at West Ham, oh, it's a long story short. When I was at West Ham, he actually rented my house off me in Woodford when I went on loan to Colchester because it was a bit far to travel. So I rented it out to him. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. So imagine like, he, he, I did it through Roberto, the player liaison at Spurs, another great guy. And he said, get Pavs in there. And my, my Pavs had just come from where he'd ever come from, Russia, and he was getting weighed in. So he didn't care about money. So, I said a ridiculous amount because I didn't even want to rent it. I said, I said, well, I put all the bills. The bills are only like you know, council tax and a few lecky bills. I said, I put all them in and we'll call it like, I think we'll call it about nine grand a month. <laughs> the house is all right. We weren't like, I like I yeah, it's, it's, I'll put all the bills in so he's not got to worry about it. He can settle in nicely. <laughs> 
And they agreed to it. I was like, ah, I can move to Goldchester. It is then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because I never had anyone look after the gaff, whenever there was anything wrong with it, which weren't very often, but Roberto would ring me and he'd say, look, can you come round? Uh, something's wrong in the garden or something's wrong in the hot tub or whatever. So I'd go round and just have a look before I do it. So it's the only time I'd ever seen Pav. I'm going round to fix the house he lives in. So I think he thinks I'm like a freaking maintenance man. <laughs> so when I signed for Spurs, <laughs> I was, he, he, he just left the house in that summer. So he had six months in there, realised he was paying about 10 times over the odds. <laughs> but I was delighted. And I had my house back because I was coming back that way anyway. So I came back in. Now, the last time I see Pav was, and I, I find him a bit of money because he'd wrecked a couple of carpets or rugs. He didn't like them, so he just binned them out into the garage. I, I ain't gonna lie, they weren't expensive, but to the fucking, to the inventory, there was about four grand a pop. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Pav, fucking hell, it's a four grand fucking rug, mate. It's like, it's Persian Ikea, this. <laughs> <laughs> so he, and he ended up, he ended up, I end up saving all his deposit as well, so he screwed at me. <laughs> and, he, he's not, and the next time he sees me, I'm in the changing room with him. <laughs> And he's, I can see him looking at me going, fuck's my fucking handyman. <laughs> <laughs> that's the geezer who's just, that's the geezer who's just robbed me from the rugs. <laughs> what, what was the crack with um, Redknapp claiming a goal? Oh, it's brilliant. It was, another, it was another time. I mean, is it, sometimes it's better to be a lucky manager than a, than a good manager, I suppose. But Harry was both, to be fair, at times. I mean, <laughs> what he's doing in the game is unbelievable. But this, we was away, at, I think it was Wigan away. And the crowd had got meant. And Pav was a terrible trainer, terrible trainer. But he knew where the goal was. He scored every game. So the crowd loved him. And I remember them going mental, like, we was 1-0 down or something. The guy mental going, singing Super Pav and all that. Pal. And Harry's talking to Bondi, that going, I'm going to have to fucking bring him on. I have to bring him on. <laughs> anyway, it was nil nil, I think, at the time. He wanted the goal. We went one nil down, so the crowd got louder and louder. Super pub, super, super pub. And he's like, ah. <laughs> talking to Joe Jordan. Joe's like, ah, fucking no way. No. He fucking don't, he don't try a leg, Harry. He don't try a leg. And he never did. He was terrible in training. Terrible. And he, at this point, he weren't even bothered. And like, one nil down, still getting going. He's gone, I'm going to have to put him on. So he stuck him on out of hope more than anything. Scored two. 2-1 win. <laughs> I was in the papers asking, we were just picking the right time to get him on. No <laughs> jinx this week. No, no jinx. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. But like I say, it's good to be lucky, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Honestly, he's, he's a lovely fella. After the first initial few blips of when I came in, he realised I weren't the handyman that robbed him. <laughs> and I was actually going to be his teammate. We, we was all right after that. <laughs> uh, I mean... I mean, we, the, we never had nights out so much there, but there was a couple. If I touch, I touch them, it was fucking all right. I mean, I listen. I mean, there was never, so there was never like a big drinking sort of crew there, but there was great lads. But we had good nights out, good nights out. But the ones we had, I mean, there was there was quite big hitters there. There was on a lot more dough than I'd ever been used to. Even West Ham, West Ham's no like good money, but not good, good yeah. money. So we had a little triangle if we went out ever. And we'd go, um, so it was always a bit of casino. It was never a mad night, like never clubbing as much. We, there was Nobu where you go for food. Um, so you know, like Mayfair bit down that way, down near the Grosvenor and that in London. 
So there's no uh, boo. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm trying. I'm trying. I lost my head. I lost my head. But like they used to go, no boo. Whiskey Miss was the club, and I can't remember the, the casino's name. Colony Club. So they got this. I was never a big hitter. I mean, it's good money for me, but never a big hitter. So they go down and they they'd order like went into Nobu one night to start the night on a <laughs> and it was like beef tartar and stuff. The ridiculous starters was like fifty pounds a starter and that. And I'm like, I no way paid actually. I'm still Mansfield in me. Like, and they, they'd have they have uh, cocktails coming in at like twenty quid a pop and all that, and bottles of champagne and. And like food all around, scampies and scallops at like hundred quid. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just, I'll like, let lads will pay for it. It's fine, not a bother. <laughs> so then that one night, having bright ideas, about 20 of us out. So bear in mind, you're talking 30 quid a starter, 50, 60 quid a main, loads of cocktails at 20 quid a pop, 20, 20 odd lads having a good night. It's not the Christmas dude, it's like a pre Christmas dude. So someone's had a bright idea. Let's spoof for it. I'm like, oh. Ah, what's the worst that can happen? There's 25 lads. I'm not going to get done, am I? Sat with Ben Anik, like, obviously, me and Ben are like, I don't fancy losing this. Like, we, we're trying to work it out. It's at least a grand a pop. It must be 25, 30 grand billion. So, you know, show face, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. So I've got, I've only got my Yorkshire bank cards. <laughs> I got my <laughs> Yorkshire bank cards and gone in with coots and all that. Like, and it's gone into this big, got the waitress over and all that and we've got this all the lads have put their credit cards in last one to be drawn out has to pay the bill so I'm like I'm talking to Ben I'm going I ain't gonna lie mate I could do it not, not losing this one <laughs> he's, going, he's going he's going me and all mate because we weren't on the biggest money. so they're all having a bit of banter and one by one they're getting pulled out and, and all you're getting when they're pulled out is like Bale gets pulled out he's like Ooh. Robbie King gets pulled out he's like Ooh. little bit of celebration but not a lot happy day I'm fucking in it to about the last four. I'm like, ah, my arse, my arse is going now massively. I'm thinking, and I said to Ben, I said, I said, I said, I said mate, I said, I ain't going to lie, you might have to sub me, this is going to be embarrassing. That Yorkshire bank card ain't got enough to cover this, isn't it? <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't got a savings card with me. <laughs> this is going to get declined, I'm like, right, come. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I got down to the final two and I'm still in there, in the flipping thing, me and Luke, me and Luca Modric, not a big hitter enough, is he? I'm like, ah. and I swear, I, honestly, I could hear the Yorkshire Bank card clinking in the flipping things. Like, ah. shaking it was. I'm on the outside shaking. My Yorkshire Bank gold card's inside shaking as well. Like, ah. clinking on the fucking thing. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, and they've made a big deal of pulling it out and they're going, like, I'm going, just pull the fucking thing, will you? And the, bir- the bird's gone in. Fucking, and I just saw the first bit of the gold Yorkshire Bank card come out. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I've rugby tackled the waitress I've fucking jumped slid on all the table I'm fucking on top of them celebrating over there. <laughs> that's like it was about, the, back, the bill was about 37 grand I was like ah I fucking celebrated like you've never believed but Modric just got his car and gone like hey it's fine make it to 40 babe <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was still on the table like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> there's levels, isn't there? There's levels. Oh, there's levels. That was levels. That, that, weren't, that weren't good. That could buy me an ass in Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> but he, we, we, had the, we had the Christmas dude. One, yeah, he was hilarious. And Harry made, he'd not made a big thing of it before. And it was just, he thought it was an unwritten rule that we weren't having a Christmas do. He made it clear that he thought there was old hat. You've all got your different thoughts on Christmas do's. I love them. 
I like I like nights out with lads. I think there's a time and a place you can bond, you can get together. It's a great time to kick on with with your mates. You learn things about people you probably won't speak to in the changing. Uh, so I like it. Harry didn't hated it, and I think he'd made it clear on the press and nah, no Christmas dues and all that. But we sort of like not listened a little bit. So big Robbie Keane's doing doing the Christmas do, isn't he? doing the organising, going to Dublin with flying private and all that. I'm like, I could do Harry calling this off already, to be fair. It's fucking right. It's a right divvy up here. I'm used to putting like 50 quid, 100 quid in the, in the kitty and all that. And he's asking for like a couple of grand. I'm like, what do you mean? So, uh, I don't think I can make it, mate. I've got someone on. <laughs> no, anyway, so we had, we had to do, we went to Dublin and we forgot all about Harry's review. We flew out. It was great crack. We started off. And we're about four or five pints of Guinness in. Got, I always remember the big tempura prawns are all coming around. We're dipping it in with the, with the mussels and all that and the cockles. And I'm about six pints of Guinness in. Lads are having a bit of bants and all that. And we've got the Sky Sports screen in the background. I'm fucking just about halfway down this Guinness. And like, thinking, who comes on? Gaffer, Redknapp's on. We're like, ah. he's going, ask the question, Christmas do this year. Your lad's having one or something. <laughs> He's going, nah, my lads know he's fucking banned this year. There is no Christmas do. We're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> this ain't going to go down. We're in the middle of Temple Bar, fucking 25 of us. I said, so we've all got together. We've gone, we've gone, listen, this could go wonky. Like, we don't want to derail us. Like, let's just, let's, we had a private party sorted anyway. He said, let's just have a quiet time, stay in there have a few but good bands sing with a band and all that and then but, but keep everything on the down low like yeah yeah great idea great idea fucking <laughs> two o'clock we got fucking eight foot crouching in the middle of the dance floor like that <laughs> doing, doing the robot about 20 minutes around him Dave Bentley's doing a stage dive into the fucking bottle bins and that I, like, ah, I, think, this, I think this might be getting back <laughs> <laughs> did it uh, uh, well we, we had there was a picture and I mean, I spent about it. Big Ledley King. Ledley King's a fantastic lad. Gentle giant. If he has a drink, he's carnage. 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 And he's so strong as well and big. And we, he was, and he had a few. He, he never drinks, but when he lets loose, he lets loose. So he not had one all year. He had one at Christmas too. <laughs> I think someone got a picture of him walking back through the airport to the plane with one shoe on and one shoe off and all his shirts ripped and all that <laughs> walking back. And that, I think that was the final nail in the coffin for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, we got we got called into the meeting the next day all right anyone on the christmas do in the meeting room now i'm like ah, mm, shall i swerve this <laughs> i might try and blag i weren't there <laughs> I thought, oh, God. he went to be fair rightly so he went mental find us all find us all made it said you made him look bad and we got that we get that you take your punishment paid yeah. us fine i was fucking devastated though a fucking weekend in dublin cost me about five grand <laughs> did, they tell you, did, they, did they tell you before that you couldn't go? It, do you know what? It's not, it's not like it had been said and he'd sat us down and said, no Christmas do this year, even if you're thinking about it. It was one of the, I think he'd mentioned a couple of things in papers and stuff. And, but he never actually sat us down and said, you're not going. So the lads were off saying, well, we didn't know you'd said it, Gaffer. Like, but yeah. it, it was one of them, it was going to cause a massive... And we was flying at the time. I mean, we finished in the Champions League. Crouch got that header at Man City. To finish yeah. uh, in the Champions League. So the last thing we want to do is derail us. So we are swallowed the fine, but we're going, well, we've actually got a point here. Like, yeah. you didn't say to us, we're not allowed to go. We heard it when so, we was fucking there. 
But to be fair to Keno, who'd sorted it out and a few of the other big hitters, he said, look, instead of charging everyone two weeks' wages, we'll put so much in there and we'll give it to charity and do some good with it. And, and they did that. I think we, we end up paying a bit of a fine each for the smaller, smaller fish. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and, end up, and, and, and we got a good... And to be fair to them, they got a good pot up. It was a good pot. I mean, it was, it was around the bill, sort of the bill at Nobu bill that went to charity as well. Do you know what I mean? So it was, although no one hears that side of things, it's more, it's a fucking great story. I'd, I'd love listening yeah. to it if I weren't involved in it. But, <laughs> <laughs> we, do a thing. we do a thing on a, uh, if it could take five players that you played with on a night out. Oh, Oof, that is, from what we've heard so far, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting pick. It's the, only, it's the only one I'm looking forward to, I'll be honest. That's impossible. I'd go, <clears throat> I think most picks are, just because he was the best wingman ever was Sheringham, he would have to be. He would have wingman. to be in there. Wingman. It was another level. Another level. <laughs> another level. I tr- has he got the crack? Has he got the no, crack as well nah, as the good when looks? he struggles, he always has his jacket with his Champions League medal under and just pops it out like that. <laughs> <laughs> if he was ever struggling, he just the jacket and someone was doing better than him, he'd just pull in and the jacket would open and I swear the Champions League medal was in there like that. What's that, mate? <laughs> the, the lights, the diamonds, they dazzle you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we uh, struggle, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a League 2 medal somewhere. somewhere or, uh... <laughs> so we've got Teddy. We've got Teddy captain. Well, who Bratton, he knows as well. Ben Anik, goalkeeper, would, would be another one. He's a fantastic guy. He ended up staying at mine when I was at Spurs and after, and after for and still a very good friend now he was he was brilliant and that we're going about GK Union so we had that affinity already but he was great and he was a lot younger than me to be fair but he was uh, he was up there with Teddy to be fair <laughs> there's so many I mean some of the lads lower down as well was unbelievable bands unbelievable bands Marsh Marsh Marsh, Marsh, Marsh he was, the lad Chris Marsh you mentioned there was uh, he, I mean, he wrote a book called it The Good, The Bad and The Boozy. It was no good and bad. It was just the boozy. <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant. You'd love him. If you get him on now, he's, he's, he's brilliant. What a guy. Roy Carroll was, was brilliant wingman. Although he was a terrible mix on each other because we'd have Saturday, Sunday out and he'd give us a call Monday and he'd go, do you fancy? I'd go, yeah, come on then. Or he didn't fancy and I'd go, come on. So I'd probably put Roy in there just to keep the party going. So there's two goalies, Sheringham, Big Ginge, big, big Ginge Collins, fantastic on a night out as well. But what a fantastic guy to have on a night out with you. And do you know what? I never played with him. But towards the end, when I'd left West Ham, I always used to still go out with Ginge. And there was always Big Andy Carroll out, Kev Nolan out. And Kev Nolan was a fantastic, unbelievable like skipper for their lads and arranged loads of stuff for them. It was a bit like, one I might mention who might get on the plane was Lucas Neal who was at West Ham with me and he was, he was skipping it and he was possibly the best skipper I've ever played with. He knew when the lads needed a night out, he knew when they needed reining in. He was like a manager within a manager, but one of the lads. And he was... He's too handy and he was, though, a, man. he was a good looking... He was a good looking boy. But as a skipper and as what he bought, it was like, he used to give... Herbs would come in and do his bits and then Chopper, was, we used to call him Chopper, uh, Lucas would sit up, stand up and... And he'd do his bits and we'd be like, it'd be like a, it'd be like a speech off Gladiator or Braveheart. And we'd all be like, going, yes, Chopper, let's have it, come on. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And on the, on the, on the nights out he did, I mean, he did them proper. When I did a night out, it was, go to the pub and we're going to go to the club. He'd do nights out and he'd hire our freaking Harvey Nick's fifth floor bar and all that and invite 
fucking Natalie Imbruglia and fucking all his <laughs> Aussie mates now. So I'm like, Skipper, I love you. <laughs> Jimmy, the biggest hitter that you'd like to have a pint with, you know, like, because yeah. it, it seems to be the, the better the player they are, the, the most boring they are, if, if you like, but who's the one that you've met that surprised but, you? Apart thought, from Teddy. Probably, yeah, but t- Teddy would be the, Teddy would be the one. Like he was, I mean, I, I watched him again in, just in the Euro 96 things that have come back on and I watched him and I was like, what a player. He was unbelievable. Like, and so I sat next to him in the change room, went on most nights out of him. So it was, it, it was, it was amazing. Like, I mean, do you see the, I, I think I said it on my Twitter that, like I watched the celebration against Scotland when Gaza yeah. scored that goal. The dentist. Uh, a dentist chair, and they've been doing a dentist chair too. Like I'm, I watched that in the pub, I'm steaming and going mental on it, and loved every minute of it. But hairs on the back of my neck watching it. And then two years down the line, I'm doing the same thing with him in Vegas. <laughs> 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 I'm like, it's fucking oh, like this, this life's mental. <laughs> <laughs> It's a strange old world, isn't it? The old football world. It's strange now, especially when you get everyone's got a voice on your Twitters and that, and Instagram and all the social medias. I'm all for it. I, I can take a lot of stick if I get it and it's deserved. I say right. So as long as no one's personal to me for no reason, I'll, I'll take anything you, you say to me. But I know some people do get affected by it. I think it's a great platform. There's some great platforms about to to show off what stuff goes <laughs> into the game. I mean, I've got my website football DNA what I'm really proud of at the minute um, and that's trying to canvas everything that's great from the game because you know it's like it's a real closed world people don't want to share a lot of times mm. we've got some great stuff at the top of the game that needs to be shared with like sort of grassroots and lower divisions that could make them better as well so with that I'm trying to do that and what's, and that what's and, the website for what's the, so the web- well it started as a as a coaching platform which it still mainly is um I'll give it it's footballdna.co.uk and we started with all the coaching drills but we've progressed it from that to um, as it's football DNA it's everything in it and we've we've sort of progressed it to help players help coaches help clubs mm. and we're just trying to give everything that I know is great from inside the game that I've got hold of over the years and people have been great inside the game some, are like, some don't want to share and that's fine by them by me that's, you know you don't have to share but some have been brilliant, great open and gone, look, we do this this week. And we've put everything on the site for everyone to look at for a nominal fee just for like tick over. We've got a foundation as well that's going that we've given everything we earn, we, go, we give to charity, which has been to the NHS at the minute and, and the World Health Organization, obviously to fight, help fight this. Yeah. This disaster, what we've had, this pandemic thing. But So it's been great to do something positive in that time and it's kept me in. And having that time off, being able to, throw a lot more time into that so we think we're somewhere near with the website and we think we can help a lot of people with it and, and it's great to see I mean coaches can go on it and I always say you know people who volunteer their time to give up their time and not get paid to take especially grassroots teams kids teams or I think they're you know not all heroes wear capes sort of thing you know it's uh, they're amazing yeah. giving up that time to do it and they don't get the respect yeah. the times they deserve so yeah. to give up your time to do it if I can make it a little bit easier by well there's 200 drills on crossing and finishing that you can use under 10s. They can go on the phone, type it in. They've been at work all day. If they type it in, they've not got a planner session. They've got six, 700 drills at their fingertips that they can, that they can use. So it's been nice to put that back in as well. And I've enjoyed like people getting to see that. It's been great to do stuff for charity as well. So, yeah. so I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's something really positive, to be fair. People getting stuff out of it. Thank you. 
Thank you. Not man, Jim. Well, I could have, if, if I had 10 cans like Johnny, I could have kept you going for about eight hours, I reckon. Yeah. Great speech, fellas. I'm glad it's going well. Jimmy, mate. Top man, mate. Thank you very much. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.